Attention military veterans and military personnel. This is Tracy from Lakewood College, and I am excited to announce the new partnership between ETA Associates and Jamal King's Make Real Estate Real. Give me a call so I can see if you qualify to receive the Make Real Estate Real with no out-of-pocket expense to you. I can be reached at 1-800-517-0857. My extension is 700. You may also visit us at www.moneyforbets.com. Again, that is money, the number four, bets.com. You may also schedule an appointment with me through my text-only number at area code 216-678-9933. I look forward to speaking with you all. People have to understand that Yo, it's not an obligation. Don't do that to yourself. I gotta do this, I got, no. You chose to do that. Or you get to choose, even if you're not choosing your life, stop doing that. You don't have to do what other people want you to do. It's your life. You, there are opportunities all around you and you can decide which opportunities you want and which ones you don't. This episode is brought to you by our partner in crime, Organifi. Organifi is an organic superfood supplement line that makes quality, trusted nutrition convenient and accessible. Their most popular product, Green Juice, can supercharge your life, restore that glow, and help you feel decades younger in just 30 seconds per day without having to worry about shopping for ingredients, mixing and blending them, and then cleaning up afterwards. All ingredients are USDA organic, vegan-friendly, and made without GMO ingredients, gluten, or soy. Where else can you get superfoods like chlorella, moringa, spirulina, wheatgrass, ashwagandha, and turmeric, just to name a few. So make sure you guys check it out at www.organifi.com forward slash success. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com forward slash success. I wake up every single day, I am who I say I am, and I get what I get because I live in B-Smoke. Stop being gazelle, you're not average. You're not even good, you were born to be great. What's going on world, welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success podcast. I'm your host CJ with these clowns. <laughs> hey. The first one being Carl Wesley Phillips, the bass and sensation, what's going on brother? Hey, call me homie the clown. Let's take it back you know to a living saying? color. Boy, I can't do? even do my intro. That's that's how quick they got into the jokes this morning. I got Dr. King. <laughs> homie don't play 14. that. Hey, homie don't play that. I guess I'm King Clown. King <laughs> Clown in the building. And uh, me and E been on uh, uh, tele-webinar seminar since about five this morning. And we still mm. rolling. E, what's going down? I'm Bozo the Clown. I'm Bozo. <laughs> oh, Bozo. <laughs> I thought you was going to go with Homie the Clown, uh, dog. Uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? They already homie used the that, Carl. Yeah. Carl already used that. Oh, you? Oh, Carl said Homie. My bad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, Homie was the man. Don't play. Oh, and no, then, uh, Hey, but why you tripping? Bozo was the number one clown in the world. Oh, no so question. Fishy, fishy mm. well. hey, number no. one motivation <laughs> speaker in the world. Number one clown yeah, in the yeah. world. <laughs> uh, hey, and we got uh, Baby Clown in the building. Y'all give it up. For Carlos Quinney the third. Look at that hat. What Carlos Quinney the third. Look at the hat. Thank you for the hat. <laughs> Trey Trey. Hey guys, welcome to Trey's Comedy Corner. What's up? Welcome. What's up? We're glad What's to be up? here, what man. Do? What do you call a lazy baby kangaroo? What do you mm. call a lazy baby kangaroo? 
a pouch potato. <laughs> a pouch potato. I love it. <laughs> hey, he kept y'all in suspense with that oh, one. You see? Five more. Five more. Oh, man. He killing it. Hey, pretty uh, soon we're going to have to have him replace CJ, man. We're yeah, going to have to no go. Hey, that's that's the she's smart. She's training it, right? That's the point. Hey, hey see, legacy. Goal. Hey, that's oh. the goal, dog. Hey, uh, hold on. Let me get... Carl, one thing I don't like about this, you got to reselect every time you put oh, the yeah, joint in. I'm like, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. So, it's all on, good. Right. Okay. Y'all got me? Earn your money. Earn he worked hard for his money. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, nah, he be ready, too. Lord have mercy. Hey, man, listen. You try to foster your kids, uh, you know, superpowers, and that's what it's about, man. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm trying to make sure my kiddos got access to everything that, you know, is in their wheelhouse, man. And he love to come on here, so... Hey, I messed up, see? I messed up and showed. I was watching the podcast Friday, and mm-hmm. Jordan and Jesse saw a trail, and they're like, uh... <laughs> Yeah, what's what going we got to do to get on there? You know what's what's going on? They looked at me like, what's you going on? I was me? like, yeah, y'all got to yeah. come up with something. Do something. Hey, come on. Hey, hey, hey. We got a spot for him. Hey, but why y'all tripping, man? Just this uh, past week, my kids came together, and right now they're deciding on. So by this Friday, they're supposed to decide on their corporation name. Mm. So they are, they are starting their corporation. Wow. Let's yes. go. Yeah. Let's this go. Was something. Yeah, so they talking about it. They already threw out like four names in a pot. And so I wow. told them, you can't cut out your little brother. You know, Jasmine tried to take over. Jasmine, <laughs> yeah. Jasmine was like, hey, you know, she the D, right? You oh, know, yeah. she, the assessment, she 99D. Yep. And she yeah. was like, yeah, mm. no, this is the name of the company. Yeah. And then yep. I was just like, and then Ayana, you know, she kind of, you know, she that, 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 you know, she, well, she kind of like the flight attendant type. And, you know, just kind of, you know, and she was back. traffic controller, yeah. laid back. And she was like, oh, well, I, I don't mind, you know, like, <laughs> I, I, I guess so. And I was like, nah, your little brother got to say so in this also. So yeah, yeah brother. Yeah, yeah. They, they putting it together. Just talking about it. It reminded me, see, when you were just saying that that's the goal. Mm. That's the plan. Oh, no yep. question. No question. Yeah. Again, man, I try to uh, foster all of their abilities because I'm going to be honest with you. Like, especially, again, as a black man, like, I'm walking into the store the other day. I got my mask on the whole nine and there's some dudes outside. And they like, you know how like the AT&T booth or something set up? Mm-hmm. And my man was like, oh, I guess because I'm tall, I guess. You know what I'm saying? My man like, oh, you play ball, bro? I was like, nope. I was like, scholar. He was like, what? <laughs> I was like, scholar. I got a master's degree. But it's mm. just, again, you know, people will try to pigeonhole you. And many of you know the story of why I wrote My Secret Superpower is just because, for real, I would be out with Trey. And again, people didn't mean any harm, but they would be like, what's up, little man? You going to play basketball or football? Football or basketball? And I was just like, yo, I'm like, man, Can we get nobody, some more options? Can we man, get a couple more options? <laughs> nobody asked my baby if he was going to be a, a, a speaker, a CEO, author. an entrepreneur, Nothing. an author, like an astronaut, a doctor, a physician, a lawyer, like none of that. And so, again, I just didn't want him to be uh, pigeonholed. And y'all know he kind of got, uh, I'm, I'm grateful that obviously he is his godfather because he got a little bit more, uh, he, he more his assessment is more E than it is me, for sure. <laughs> Because he got he he's sensitive, you know what I'm saying? He wanna make sure everybody feel good. Again, Trey's superpower is just crazy, man. I'm telling you, this kid, he'll see if I'm having a stressful day or something, he could tell like I've been on the phone all day. He'll come and just start rubbing my head and be like, You're the greatest dad in the world. You know what I mean? He just gets it. <laughs> wow. So he got that, you know, he got that spirit about him. I wanna shout out Maul today for wearing uh this blue shirt uh to match his kitten's eyes. 
You know what I'm saying? Hey, 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 you know what? I didn't yep. want y'all to see the cat hair. The blue uh -uh. cat. <laughs> uh, the black shirt. On the black shirt. But you know, give it to my brother ball. CJ for calling it out though, E. He's oh, always. Oh, boy. I seen it. I seen <laughs> it. Whoa. Whoa, we got the blue uh, whole 14. Um, man, listen, I was uh I was out in the in the in the Rona streets the other day, and uh I, I was filling up my car and I just had a moment. You know what I'm saying? I had a moment where I was like, wow, okay, you're doing well in life, see. Um I put the I put the nozzle in, and I actually put the little uh, thing that holds the pump there, and I just walked away and started cleaning out the car, and I let the whole tank fill all the way up. And I've been doing it for a while, but like something hit me and was like, "Yo, wow!" I remember the days when you couldn't just walk away from the pump. You didn't even dare put the little clicker in there because yeah. you like, "Hold on, <laughs> I know exactly how much bread I got." Give me three dollars on pump four. And let Not me say something. Not even in my life, Maul. Right. Not yeah. even in my life, Maul. So, so I know y'all are ballers on this podcast. You know, Carl, of course. Now Carl got a whole studio in his in his basement. And, you know what I'm saying, Maul? Of course, it's Maul. You know what I'm saying, E Ben E. But I want to know from y'all, like, hey, at what point did you start feeling like, oh, okay, I got a couple dollars? Because for me, it was the gas. I remember when I could finally just go ahead gas up, even when even in the truck. You know, the truck be about $80. Oh, yeah, she I'm is. talking about, I'm putting that joint in there and walking away. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a different life. The other way I knew I was getting to another level is when me and Candace start ordering appetizers. I was like, mm. okay. Oh, and the drink. Now. And the drink. <laughs> because let me tell you something. When you on a budget... Them appetizers, you, hey, you better eat some <laughs> chips before we leave the house. Oh, <laughs> you know I mean? For real. You better eat some uh, chips before you leave the house. And then, oh, movie theater, you sneaking popcorn in. We getting oh, our own sure. real popcorn. Back in the day, you just sneak the popcorn oh, I'm in. I'm still you sneaking Chipotle in. I'm still sneaking Chipotle in. <laughs> so, hey, I just, I I, I just want to know from y'all ballers, if you can recall far enough, to remember, I'll go last because I yeah. know they don't. Go, they're not gonna have mine. Oh, so I promise you. Maul got to go back to when he was like six. So six, uh, six. right? Hey, right. no, my brother and I see man. Y'all know we brush college students coming up here from Barbados. We were musicians, see. Mm -hmm. And my brother and I listen to this. E, this is at Bethel. We would play church service. You know, light church service up. Music is done. Church is done. Everybody going home. And my brother would turn to me and say, "Yo, anybody invite you for lunch?" And I'd be like, nah. He's like, well, let's hit another song, bro. <laughs> Church is done. Church is done. I'm talking about people walking out. He's like, bro, yeah, no. one, two, three. He's able. And we jam it. We got to hit bro, somebody's people spirit. coming back in. Somebody got to come. Bro, we would play. I promise y'all, until somebody mm. invited us for lunch. Every dog Fair week. foul. Carl oh, using bro. the Holy Spirit. To, oh, Holy to, Spirit, bro. To, to, to get, to get oh, a whole meal. Like people in the, inviting them to lunch. <laughs> Bro, no, without fail, every week, bro, somebody would come back and like, yo, where y'all eating at? And I was like, oh, you know what? It's funny you ask. We nobody, we, we, we come over. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. But the oh. transition, bro, when we could actually go, oh. you know what I'm saying, and grab our own food, bro, it's like, yeah, we here. We oh, here. Made you know? We yeah. made it. Look, yeah. mama, we made it. We made it, yeah. we yeah. made it bro. You turning down offers to go to Sister Jenkins. You're oh, like, no, 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 we good. <laughs> go ahead, Ma. When, when, when did you realize you was becoming... Uh, the nine to five millionaire. You know what? It was a, it was it was definitely a few times. So I okay. can't really just point it on one. Okay. But I remember, and and this was kind of on the rise. So two of them together. 
So I remember when I used to have a 1993 Chevy Blazer, right? Mm. Oh, 1993 Chevy Blazer. <laughs> hey, the Blazer was it, bro. Oh, the Blazer hey, was it. With the two-door, when you had to hit the oh, seat, yeah, and then the yeah. seat automatically slide yep. up to the front. Yep. But man, let me tell you about it. In the summertime, you didn't even have to turn, I mean, in the wintertime, you didn't even have to turn the heat on in the car, right? It let out so much heat from the engine. You know, mm. at the bottom that you Ooh. couldn't even, you know, you couldn't even like <laughs> Camille, Camille would always ride in the car, bruh, with her feet on the dashboard mm. because it was so oh, much heat. Hot. Mm. Oh, it was hot, bruh. Ooh, like literally hot. when you sat in that car, bruh, your feet felt like they was in a gyro, bruh. Camille used to have a uh. suntan on her feet. You know what I'm uh. saying? In the wintertime. Winter <laughs> I used to be like, oh. Uh. I used to be like, my baby Pofi, bro. Anytime she used to get her toes done, bro, the nail polish uh. would just melt off the toes, man. Uh. So so I remember just one day I was like, man, let's, uh, I want to go out to eat. You know, I want to take you out to mm. dinner. And, you know, mm. of course, you know, we go ahead and, you know, have our things set up where we go into the Sizzler yeah, or we go yeah. into, you know, Red Lobster. And we would yeah. always get, you know, the surf and turf. But we would yeah. always get the one boy. You know, mm. we get one surfing. <laughs> yeah, one surfing surf. And, and what you hate when the waiter start judging you or the waitress start judging you, like, okay, so what you gonna have? No, 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 no. We surf. That's for us. We surfing surf. She gonna surf, I'm a turf. We surfing surf. We, we, you know, we became one. So we gonna get one meal. We gonna yeah, split it. Yeah. But yeah. on the way to get the surfing turf, hmm. I had him call my dad up and mm. I was like, I was like, dad, I want to do something special. And I was like, I need you to meet me at the at the Lincoln dealership. Mm. And so my dad, my dad was like, okay. And so my dad met us at the Lincoln dealership. And that was when I bought the Lincoln Navigator. You know, brand new Lincoln Navigator. Only and mall can go from <laughs> one from, surf right. and turf to buying a Navigator. <laughs> buy a no, no. <laughs> but we didn't even. So, but and, we was in twenty four hours. But we went. We drove. We literally drove to the Lincoln dealership in my truck, and we left okay. the truck there with my dad and my uncle. And then mm. I don't even know what they did. I never seen that truck after that. But then we mm. hopped in the Lincoln Navigator and drove the Lincoln mm. Navigator to. I don't know if it was Sizzler or Red Lobster, but then mm. we went and got two surfing turfs. Mm. And so that day, he I was made feeling, it now. E, that day oh, I was yeah. feeling like, dude, I'm a straight up baller, bro. I just yeah, Lincoln yeah. Navigator, surfing turf, oh, and, we, and we made turfs. it now. All right, and S I think I had the last. I think we even had the lava cake with the ice cream on top. Oh, so we was, we was yeah. good. Oh, you done did it. Oh, you done look, did it. Mama, we made oh. it. We made oh, it. No. So no. Yeah, that man. I never forget. I never forget that day. Never. Now listen, wow. at, at some point on this podcast, maybe even the next podcast, we're gonna talk about East House. Uh and I mean that in all seriousness. We're gonna talk about, you know, with, with you <laughs> Boy, know, he said we gonna talk about my purchase. house. <laughs> because right, right. he's been kind of quiet. He just letting y'all see this one little window right here and he might got <laughs> right, y'all no fooled. Doubt. No doubt. So one, at some wait, point, one window or one piece of art. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. At some point, we got we a gonna... one bedroom, all one bedroom <laughs> with a with a backyard that could possibly fit a pool for sure. Right, right. Right. Maybe. Um, but no, I do want to talk. We talked about. Uh, I do want to talk about the science of spending, right? Um, and and E, uh, obviously, the purchase of the house kind of you know uh, took that to the next level, right? Like I, I'm gonna say it nicely. Um, but Maul obviously has a science to his spending. Uh, Carl and I being a little newer to the money, we probably sure. still trying to figure out the science of our spending. My wife got her science figured out. She like, <laughs> my wife is Einstein. You feel me? <laughs> she, she ain't got no problems with the science of spending. 
But I think it's important. We always talk about how to make money. We talk about how to save money, invest money. We don't really talk about how to spend money. So at some point, and E and I talked about that. Maybe next podcast we'll get into that. But for now, E, we've heard stories of you and D um, walking eight miles <laughs> uphill one way to get a can of beans. You know what I'm saying? We heard about the top ramen noodle. You know, we heard about y'all going uh, 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 get the government cheese, standing in the government cheese line. We don't want to hear about that today. We want to hear about when you first, not now. No, so I don't want to hear when you walk in and eat to the hip hop preacher. It's talking us out about uh, poverty. I, I, I need you to know that it was real. <laughs> exactly. So, D, we've heard the stories of, of you guys walking 30 miles one way for a can of beans and a cup of rice. We've heard the stories of y'all and the government cheese and standing in line and, and you having food stamps and all kind of stuff. But we want to know. What is the first moment? Not not now when y'all walk in the restaurant, they like, oh, it's ET. Give them two surfing turfers. You know what I'm saying? Not this. <laughs> I want to talk about when y'all first realized, like, oh, okay, this is working. We got a couple dollars for us. Diddy, I said it was me. I was filling up my gas tank tank and ordering uh uh, uh appetizers. So what was it for the Thomas crew when y'all said, hold on now, this seemed to be working. We getting a couple dollars. Okay, so let me go before you though, D, and because he think we'd be playing. But for me, the first one was literally when Didi told us hmm. to go down. I don't even know what it's called. I, uh, social services. I don't know what it's called. But Didi said, "Tell them we don't need the food stamp check no more." Hmm. What's the name of it? DHS. Oh, oh, DHS, Department hmm. of Human Services. Okay, I okay. know what it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that for me, Ma. First of all, I was like. Have we made it to do that? Like, I don't know. We made. It. <laughs> That's I don't right, know. Right. If we made it to do that yet. <laughs> right. But when Didi said, "Like, yo, go let them know we don't need food stamps no more," like we had to go write a letter and go to them. I don't think nobody did that. I think most people just let that sucker dissolve. But um, Didi <laughs> right. physically made me go down and tell them, "No, we don't need food stamps no more." So that was the first one for me. Didi, which one was for you? When you know, all right, we mm. made it. Mine was when we went to Food World. Went grocery shopping. We did not have a list. And I was able to get some Briars ice cream. Oh, whoa. Did she say Briars? Briars. Oh. Hey. Hey. What kind did he? I have a grocery um, mm. I don't, it must have been Neapolitan, maybe French vanilla, homemade vanilla. Oh. It was homemade vanilla, D. Homemade oh. vanilla with that beans. Yeah. Oh. Hey, yeah. Diddy, now was this before or after you and E was uh, playing with joysticks? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm talking about, I'm laughing to keep from crying, seriously. I'm just like, wow, God. I was wow. never having, and not even, I didn't even go to the grocery store with a list because when you have $2, Praise God. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Before I promise you I knew how much it cost, like, okay, $1.89, 
businesses. Like I knew the cost of everything. Now I promise you, I probably can't even tell you how much anything costs. I just put, if I see it, I want it. She off the menu, Ma. <laughs> <laughs> hey, not hey, even I'll a new house in California. Hey, hey, Carl, this is the part where you got to put Kanye, uh, uh, Kanye West, the good life on right now. You got to put oh, the good life on. I promise you. I promise you. But you heard what she said, though, Ma. I don't know if y'all caught it. She said, food mark. Mm. Hmm. So we wasn't even hitting like the real, like we weren't hitting the big stores, bro. Uh -huh. We were still going to the like, you know, where you could get food at a discount price, you know what I'm saying? It's like food. expired tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You gotta yeah. eat this tonight, fam. Tonight. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This steak good wow. for another two hours. Hold on. <laughs> you gotta hey, hey, oh, hey my man, man. Say, hey. Fam, when you get home, throw this straight on the grill. <laughs> Don't worry about that little green spot. <laughs> oh, man. Unbelievable, dog. Wow. Hey, appreciate y'all uh, uh, taking the time to Wait, he didn't get his, though. No. I did. Oh, he did. Oh, you did. Mine was the, the food stamps. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, was the okay, food right. mark. Okay. You see how they went together, though? You yeah, see yeah, how they yeah, went yeah, together? Nah. She didn't hear mine. That's oh, yeah, no. Nah. Food. Nah, yeah, nah. <laughs> food, food mark. Yeah, that just yeah. sounds like something right there in the hood. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right corner store. Hey, I, I, that's where you got to pay for your bags. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, that's 35 cent a bag, too. So you had to calculate uh -huh. that in. Um, all right, uh, let's get into do a podcast. A po let's do a oh, podcast. Man. You know what I'm saying? I 20 minutes in. On a, uh, only I 20. Was, I forgot we was on a podcast. <laughs> exactly. Um, oh, before we do that, though, hey, just everybody, you know what I'm saying? I like, hey, I like to check on y'all, man, in the quarantine, man. Just make sure everybody good. We still quarantined. Uh, shout out to everybody out there wearing a mask. I don't know about where, because uh, y'all are, we're all in different places, but um, I think people are starting to take it a little bit more everybody serious Everybody got a here. mask in Cali. Everybody. Oh, yeah. See, nah. I'm in Georgia where they be like, Everybody. that's my right. I don't have to. I'm be like, okay, fam. Put your yeah, mask on. Law, law here now. You can't go nowhere without it. Okay. Yeah. And more, y'all got. Oh, bro, yeah. Chicago, you don't even, the restaurants and the businesses don't even tell you. The people, the patrons be like, hey, wear your oh, mask yeah, yeah, at home. Yeah, put, yeah. put, put your, your mask, mask on. Yeah, so Put your serious. mask on. Um, hey, bro, everybody... let me say this, Carl. I don't never say this, but I've been listening to a lot of, you know, conspiracy theorists. Mm -hmm. And I'm just trying to tell the conspiracy theorists, like, look, until y'all can tell me what to do, I'm good on that. You feel me? Because there's people mm -hmm. dying. All I know is people are dying for real, for real. So right. I feel you on the um, tuberculosis. They had this many people die. The flu died. I wish they would have told me that, to be real. I would have right. took my flu a little bit more serious had Damn. they told me, you know. So I'm you just saying. Never lied. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, I hear people, you know, whatever. I, right. This, 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 this. Until you can give me a preventive measure. My girl got MS. She has right. an immune compromise, you know, right. a compromised immune system. I'm not yeah. interested in, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not interested. Mm -hmm. She gets sick and dies. It's like, it's just all a conspiracy. Uh, once people get hurt, it ain't a conspiracy no more. Once mm -hmm. people start getting hurt, uh, you feel me? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, I know it's a balance, but I'm like, until we know what's the truth and what's not the truth, let's try to, uh, let's do something to get to the solution of this sucker and not just be talking about the problem all day. Yeah, no question. All right, cool. So um, y'all know how we roll on this podcast, man. Yeah. We we do, you know, we, we kind of go through, we hit topics, and then as things come up or, you know, 
people call and you know we yeah, all kind of take our cue <laughs> yeah yeah we all kind of take our cue of what's going on because we right. get so much feedback and um a couple episodes ago i believe we did the um please excuse my dear aunt sally and mm. we talked about having a system all right and so the crazy thing is that we talked about having this system and i got man i got a huge response just from family friends everybody was like yo that episode was fire but i don't have a system and y'all didn't do a good enough job i guess giving us practical information for free about <laughs> that's what you know i told him i said go go to one of the paid seminars uh, um but i think i want to kind of revisit that um take a little different term but e you 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 did a training and i i hope i'm allowed to do this uh but he did a training well, with you doing it so it seems like you alive <laughs> exactly <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna just go ahead and, and put it out there. But he did a training with the NBA, and he said, "Yo, here's here's a a baseline system that you can follow, right? And not only for now, but just for your life." And I thought that was deep because um, the guys were kind of emotional about you know what was going on in the world and things of that nature, and he was able to walk them through a system. So I just want to give examples of systems and not just like uh you know for business or entrepreneurship but even examples of systems in y'all households right we talked a lot about relationships and things of that nature but y'all have a system for how you run your house like maul you, you, the, you the girls just don't just walk in and say to you all right we're about to start a company there's a system in your household that allows for that growth to happen carl your kids you're sitting there watching the podcast they're watching it with you Right, that's something that happens intentionally, and so I want to talk kind of um, about systems. And I'll start with E, just because I took notes off of the NBA session that we had the other day. And the first one you said E was it's an opportunity, not an obligation. And you can kind of walk us through why that's step one in your system. Well, yeah, I think you know. First of all, when you talk about um, you know what's going on in this country right now, I think when people talk you know, about equity, like that's huge. Like everybody's like, yo, it's time for, no matter what skin color, no matter what age, what, no matter what sexual preference, no matter what, like we all need to be treated the same in this country. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a big theme, right. right? And so what I'm hearing when I hear that is, we don't want to be obligated, you know, to do what somebody else wants us to do. You know, it's like the book, you know, we wrote, you ain't the boss of me, you know? And so I really wanted to make sure that that was clear because, I mean, you look at school. I think school is a phenomenal institution, but a lot of people aren't, you know, really taking advantage of it. Why? Because they feel like, you know, you got, you dropped me off at the fourth or the fifth grade. I got to be in school all day. It's just one of those environments where a lot of kids don't go, man, I'm super happy that you got me here from eight to three. You feel me? And I'm studying right. a whole bunch of stuff that I don't even think is important. So what I've realized, Maul, is that actually life happens or magic happens in environments where people feel like, yo, this is an opportunity. You feel me? Like people be yeah. geek like, yo, I don't got to do this, but this is something that I want to do. When you start doing stuff that you're uh, uh, obliged to do, it just kind of take away, you, you feel me? I'm just being real. I've been married, you know, 30 years and... Man, I just love that there are certain opportunities that we have as a couple. It's not like, I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to do that. As a speaker, I love being able to say no to some gigs. 
It's like, yo, it's, I, I, I'm not doing this for money no more. I'm not mm-hmm. interested in that. I only want to do this. And so, you know, when I was talking to the fellas, you know, I just wanted them to understand that as it relates to the bubble, you ain't got to do this. Like you have, like you don't have to do this. Like you get to choose if you want to. There's some people in the bubble that don't want to, like some people decided not to come. There are guys that like J.R. Smith got an opportunity. You know, Crawford got an opportunity because some of the dudes that play was like, yo, I don't want to, one dude was like, and I forgot who it was. I think he was with the Lakers, but he was like, yo, I'm loving being with my kids. I'm loving being with my family. Like, yo, I ain't never been with my family like this ever. I've been playing ball my whole life. I've never had this opportunity. So I want to forfeit basketball to stay with my family. And so I think people have to understand that, yo, it's not an obligation. Don't do that to yourself. I got to do this. I got, no, you chose to do that. Or you get to choose, even if you're not choosing your life, stop doing that. You don't have to do what other people want you to do. It's your life. You, there are opportunities all around you and you can decide which opportunities you want and which ones you don't. So to me, see, that's where we start in this whole, please excuse my dear Aunt Sally, I'm a motivational speaker. Why? Because I chose to. I'm in San Diego in a certain neighborhood. Why? Because I, and there are people, when you make a choice, they don't want you to make that choice and they trying to stop you from that choice. But at the end of the day, I still get to choose. And so I'm choosing to be married to who I want to, I'm choosing to live where I want to. I'm choosing to do the profession I want to. I'm choosing yeah. what time I want to wake up. It's Cho- a choosing what, opportunity what kind of attitude, not obligation. Yeah, cho- choosing what kind of attitude you wake up yeah. with as well. Uh, you know yeah, what I'm absolutely. saying? Like, yo, I had a, again, and we talk again, guys, and when we talk about this, I want you to like really stop and think about your daily life, right? Yeah. Like we're talking about, we're not talking about some grand scheme here to, to stop trying to put this into perspective of like how you're going to be a billionaire and just think of your everyday right. life. You have an opportunity with every decision that you make to make the most out of a situation, to make a bad situation worse, to make whatever. Let me tell you what happened to me the other day. And my brother was ready to go off. Uh, me and Train went to the store, right? And you know, we masked right. up the whole nine. And again, um, you have an opportunity in each setting to decide how you're going to react, right? Yeah. So we go to uh, Kroger, right? And there's, a, there's, you know, the U-Scan. You know what I'm saying? And, and Kroger, if y'all listening, reach out and you owe me a gift card or something. But there's a, you know, you got the U-Scan thing, right? So we got about, we just went to go get like some extra stuff because we was going to grill. You know what I'm saying? So like we went, Maul, you, you see, I FaceTimed you. We had the grill going. Um, we went to go get maybe like, say, 15 things, right? So... We go to the U, all the other lines is kind of packed up. Plus, we, you know, you kind of social distance a little bit at the U scan. Bro, we go to the U scan, and I, I never had this happen before, by the way. But again, welcome, you know, again, welcome to, you know, being black in America. These are the, the hidden things we look at. Bro, white chick with her, she's got the, you know, the, the thing that they look at, you know, they can see what you're scanning and everything, right? The ho- Mind you, the, the Kroger is packed because everybody's in line. So all the U-scans are filled up too. Bro, I, I start scanning the stuff. Boop, boop. And then train like, yo, she on us heavy. Baby girl is sitting there, and I'm talking about staring a hole through me and train and looking at every single thing that I swipe and looking back at me. And I'm like, so she looking at her, her pad, 
And then looking at me, every single, like, it's mad people all in the line. She about two feet from me, right behind me, over my shoulder, and looking at her thing to see every single thing that we swipe. Now, mind you, Train tells me this like two, three items in, and he pissed. He like, yo, what? And I'm like, all right, just chill, bro. I'm not, you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So I'm swiping more stuff. She like stops it, comes over, because I guess she thought like, it, I, oh, what happened was Train did one of the things was the exact same thing, so he just scanned it twice. I'm talking about she jumps over our shoulder like in the bag, like we like, yo. And so she finally like cleared, you know, you she like stopped the screen. So then you know you got to wait for them to come clear it. She comes and clears the screen, you know, whatever. Steps, goes back. Mind you, it's all kind of people scanning stuff at the U-Scan. It's six lanes, six stations, all of them full. She goes back two more feet and continues to look at every single thing we scan. And Train was like, yo, I'm about to say something. And I was like, man, shoot. I had an opportunity to decide how I was going to react. Right? I had an opportunity. Now, what it looked like, train, my brother about six, what, train about six, six, one, 200, you know, 35, 40 pounds. I'm 6'3", 235. Now, if we confront her in the store, she about this big, what is it going to look like? You know, like what, you going to give everybody in the store an opportunity to say, we bullying her, we, you know what I mean? Whatever. So we had an opportunity to do something different and go and actually just write a letter to Kroger later on and tell them that we didn't appreciate being profiled. So again, and I had an opportunity whether or not I was going to let that ruin my day because it's frustrating. Like imagine no matter what we've built, you know what I'm saying? Like we got 100,000 people listening to this podcast. He just uh, bought a mansion. More been had a mansion since he was 10. Carl and I getting our paper up. And then you still got to go through this. But I'm telling you, when he says you, it's an opportunity. Every single time you're faced with challenges, choices, things, every time you get ready to sit down and order a meal, I'm not going, I'm not trying to go, you know, have the racism talk. That's not what my goal is. I'm just telling you, I felt like this was an opportunity for this to go one way or another. I can either get pissed and let it spoil the barbecue and come back and tell our wives and go crazy and confront her and, you know, make a hostile situation, or I can make it the best out of a bad situation. And I'm telling you, man, you wake up every day with an opportunity, E, and when you were telling that to the NBA guys on the line the other day, I saw a light bulb go off for a lot of them who were kind of sitting there like, man, you know, I'm just here. And it's like the crazy thing is when you approach an opportunity as an obligation, E, you said it. It just feel different, right? Like if 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 my wife, you know, back when she was working at GE, if yeah, we had yeah. to go to like a yeah. dinner party, yeah. I would be like, man, you know, I feel obligated to go because I'm her husband. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bro, I would take the obligation and I would roll into it with a negative attitude and the world would give me back the spirit that I walked into it with. So if I would have looked at it as an opportunity to say, you know what, here go a chance to go into my wife's, you know, corporate dinner and elevate her and make her look even better, the results that I got back probably would have changed. So Carl and E, I mean, Carl and Ma, I'll let y'all speak to it, but I wanted to put some flesh on what he's saying about opportunity versus obligation 
And not only in, again, big decisions and, you know, things that move the needle for your family, but just every single day opportunities that you have. Like I said, opportunity to sit down and order a salad instead of a cheeseburger, right? Opportunity to drink water as opposed to Coca-Cola. Like, these are things that you can do on a daily basis and taking advantage of those little opportunities, those however finite and small they may be, adds up to something big. So, Carl Maul, please jump in. Hey, I'm about to show y'all something a little squeamish, all right? And I need, E. Tamisha told you, but Jordan broke his arm last week, last Sunday. I'm about to show Carl, y'all. Carl, if y'all get one more broken bone, I'm calling DHS myself. <laughs> I'm telling Didi to call her old employee. Oh! Ooh, Carl. I, I told y'all, squeamish. Oh. Like, yeah, Man. bad. Yeah, he broke oh. his arm bad. And oh. when I tell you deformed, I ain't gonna leave it up there. It's kind of, like I said, people might be squeamish. Like, oh, deformed. I, see Carl, what? I thought he just had like a regular run of the mill, like, mm-mm. Whoa. Mm-mm. And watch this. See, listen to what I'm saying. I ain't called nobody and said nothing to nobody about it. Why? I don't want Jordan hearing me telling people, oh, he broke his arm. Oh, he this, he that. No, no, no. The conversation I'm having with Jordan E, I'm on Ray, the movie. Mm. I don't know if you yeah, remember yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Bruh, last night he was crying because I'm like, bro, tomorrow morning when you get it, you got to put away these clothes. He's like, daddy, I got one arm. I'm like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what's the problem? Right. You, you got do one. have one arm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you didn't say you Nick Boychek no ain't got none. You didn't say you ain't got no arms, bro. You said you got one arm. I'm like, absolutely. So we're going to use that one arm. And quiet as kept. I know he can't do it. Like, he can't do it properly. But see, to your point, I'm trying to show you the opportunity in this. You just said it. I have have one one doggone arm. Yeah. What else we need? Right. Bro, I ain't say you got to fall on perfect, but I need you to get in the mindset that you do have one arm. And that's all I need you to hear. See, I... When I tell you, I ain't called nobody, I ain't telling nobody not because I ain't want him to know, but I cannot allow him to hear me saying, man, Jordan broke his arm and he, I can't allow him to, he outside Friday, all the kids outside playing, bruh, his body language, when I tell you, Ray, because she was over there crying when she had to tell my man, go fight. I don't mm-hmm. remember this, the scene, but she was crying, like she was broken, but she was like, bruh, I can't yeah. help you. I'm looking at him, his body language, bruh, his head down, his shoulders down, and I'm like, what's up? I'm acting like it's normal. Like, what's up, man? What's wrong with you? And he's like, man, I can't do any of the stuff that I that I normally do. I was like, yeah, so what can you do? And I'm trying to create the narrative right now, see, for him at seven years old, that, dude, you got to learn to see it from this side. Mm. You got to learn to see it from this yeah. side. You can't always see menu. that. You got to see the left side. Yeah, you got to so see the left side watch of the this. Right. Watch this. And, and this is why seeing is dangerous, Ma. Watch this, man. When I tell y'all, and I, I ain't preaching. Here, I'm going to read the scripture, but I ain't preaching. I never heard this. Listen to this real carefully. Seeing. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good, when she saw that the fruit of the tree was good and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, watch this, she took some and ate it. How you know it's good? Without eating it. Without eating it. Mm. Facts. You, you get what I'm saying? She saw that it was good. No, no, no. She saw it was good. You said you weren't preaching. You preaching. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't planning to preach. Sorry. You preaching. She, she saw, when I saw the, I, I, I'm just reading the scripture like, I don't know. But when I saw the word saw, I was like, whoa. Yeah. How in God's name did she see it 
But mm. then the Bible said after, then she ate it, and then she gave it to her husband. Bro, it's what you see, it's what you think, it's how you perceive the thing that makes the difference. So that's the whole that's the whole picture. I'm trying to get my whole family, everybody around me. It's how you see it. I told E yesterday, my brother called me. Y'all heard me talking about a house in Cali or whatever. My brother called me yesterday with a brochure. Like, yo, my, da- my daughters, listen to what I'm saying, see? His daughters, they went hiking somewhere and they had like these brochures up and his daughter's now picking up the brochure looking at houses. Where'd that come from, bro? I saw something different. I saw something different. And now my nieces are like, yo, daddy, check this out. Now he's calling me, Sean. So I'm saying, E, number one, what are you seeing? The opportunity like, or the obligation? What are you seeing? Yeah. Like it's all, it's all boils down to what you see. See, that's The inches are all around us. The inches are all around us. Go ahead, Man. jump in, Dr. King. Nah, I just, I'm just going to piggyback. Carl, you hit it on the head. I'm not even about to touch on what you just touched on because you was preaching and <laughs> you were speaking the word of God. So I'm not even going to go. Right, right. But what I will do is go to the next step. Once you see it, and this is so crazy because we were talking about this because when I was sitting here, I've been up for like the last hour before we even got on this podcast and I've been sitting here going over this. This is what I was sitting on. These are blueprints. I don't know if you can see them. These are blueprints, right, E? These are blueprints. These are architectural drawings. These are blueprints. And, and what I was just sitting back thinking about is, okay, same thing about having that system, right? A lot of people always try to bypass the steps that it takes, right? You try to bypass those steps, man. I had a friend of mine. I was on the phone with him just the other day. And every time I talk to a person about real estate, they always, I tell them about, hey, you need to have an architect. If you're doing a total renovation, you have to have an architect. And the reason why you want to have the architect is so that he can put down everything that you see. He put down everything that you see on paper, right? And then once you, he puts everything on this paper, now it gives direction to everybody else on what to do, right? It gives direction. It makes things easier for you because now you don't have to keep explaining stuff. My man said, how much does the architect cost? I was like, uh, the architect for the drawings cost you about $3,000. He said, oh, no, no, that, I'm not paying that. Can I do this on my own? I said, sure, you could do it on your own, but you're missing a, a vital step, you know? I said, you're missing a vital step. <laughs> Bro, like, so I my, can draw. I've been drawing since I was in third uh, grade. So my man went ahead. <laughs> Give me the paper, I'll man, do it. Right, so my man went ahead, and he, you know, felt like he wanted to cut out that step, Right because he wants to save himself $3,000. Yeah. And so this goes back counter about what you see, right? You know, so I see value in giving an architect the $3,000. So now I don't have to keep trying to convey the same message over and over to all of the different tradesmen. But he didn't see the value in it. He said, no, I want to keep that $3,000. And so here it is now. He started renovating this property and things started going wrong. He would call me up all the time. Jamal, it's not, it's not happening the way how, I, how you said it, it should happen. It's not happening the way I thought it should happen. It's not happening. And I said, bro, it's not happening because you missed out on that vital step. And a lot of people, if you, if you missing out, if, if, you're, if you miss out on a vital step as getting the blueprints put together, getting the blueprints put together for a property, imagine what happens if you don't have any kind of blueprints for your life. Ooh, mm. watch yourself. You starting to preach now. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I see, right. I see right. Carl right. started something. Come on, boy. <laughs> uh, so, go so ahead. Carl just, bro, I, I, 
was about to talk about all this other stuff, but imagine if you don't have the blueprints for your life. Mm. Here it is, a piece of property, a piece of real estate. No, that's, that's, that's. And Mar got a blue shirt on, y'all. Okay, this is getting scared. <laughs> this <laughs> is getting scared. <laughs> Bro, I didn't even know the blue light. And I need, right here, I need everybody to know, man, these podcasts are so organic. Like, literally, we don't. Oh, yeah. It's just no, stuff no, that no. just comes about. Except for your shirt. Boy, that was planned. That was cat. I didn't want the cat hair, the blue, you know, the, the Russian blue cat hair. Say that already, Ma. Don't, don't let him take you down that path, Ma. Get Stay back focused. in the preacher mode. My bad. I look, uh, I done, you done forgot your but, sermon. Go back. But no, I just got to I just gotta really say this because we, you know, yeah, somebody yeah. sent you that message talking about practical steps. Yeah. Yep. And so imagine the same way how my friend's property didn't go the way that he planned. Not go the way to plan, but the way that he planned. Imagine now, and that's with a single family house, a little probably 1,500 square foot house. What do you think is going to happen with your life if you don't sit down and come up with the system or the blueprints of your life's goal, your life's plan? Like what's going to happen? Not only is it, are you going to fail, but when you don't have any kind of architect drawings, any blueprints for your life, the same thing with my friend, well, it was like chaos. And his property. Mm -hmm. I went over to his property. The electrician had lights just everywhere, man. And, and the plumber would hit the sink wrong. It was too close to the tub. The, mm. the, the furnace was wrong. It was the wrong size furnace. He had all of these things wrong in his house because he did not have the blueprints for his house. He missed yeah. out on that system. He missed out on that very important part. So it, it, when I'm looking at his house and the, and the madness that went on in his house, I was like, if a person don't have blueprints for your life, the people yeah. that's in your life yeah. don't even know what to do for you. They don't know how to act around you. They don't know what, how, you don't have a system for your yeah. life. And so a practical step, man, is for those people that sent CJ that message, talking about some, what's this practical steps? First thing you want to do, once you have the vision of what it is that you're trying to accomplish, the next thing is create the blueprints. Yeah. Yeah. Create the blueprints. Create step by step the blueprints so those that's around you can help you out now. And those blueprints now, it helps you out. It makes it now where you can see. You can literally see how your life is going to turn out. And when you see how your life is going to turn out, now it goes back to what Carl is saying. Now you see it different. You don't have to guess at it no more because you see. You see on paper how your life is going to turn out by the blueprints that you create. Everything man. is written out. So, so real quick, because I just uh, uh, that's fire. And yeah, everything I wanna, is written out. Yeah, no question. Everything but is written. And let me say this last thing, because I see this sitting right over here too. Once you write it out, and once you have the blueprint together, the next thing you do, you're able to get now the permit. Hmm. Okay, permission. make real estate real. You get permission. Make real estate real. You now get the permit. And now, but see, if you don't have the blueprints, you can't get a permit. And if you can't get a permit, that means you can't move to the next step. Yeah, you don't have permission okay. to move to the next okay. level. You don't have permission uh, to move ooh. to the next level. And that's why some of y'all stuck in the same spot in your life, because you do not have permission. You don't have a permit mm. to move on to the next part of your life, man. Because you don't and have the some of y'all wait, and some of y'all ain't started because you waiting on permission. Mm. Wow, mm. the blueprint is how you get the permission. Okay, so I want to make Carl. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's good. But I'm gonna challenge y'all. But here, but here's the thing though, because I think I want, like, I want y'all to really think now. Don't let's not just have a discussion. I want you to don't really me. think about the moment 
when you said, okay, here's the blue, here's the blueprint. Here's the play we are going to run to get our because Ma, you just said it. I have the blueprint, so I no longer have to do guesswork about what this is gonna look like. And I'll speak from an ETA perspective early on, but I want y'all to all think of where you were when you said, all right, cool. Here's the blueprint. Here's the play we running, and we just executing this exact blueprint. Do you remember where you were? Do you remember what happened? Do you remember like as many steps of the blueprint that there were, Ma? And then Carl, you go. Yeah, ahead. no, with me, bro. And then, you know, it's no secret. I I came up with the blueprint for my life, bro, in a squad car. I came up mm -hmm. with the blueprint, bro, when I was in the hole that I talked about. Yep. I literally wrote down, and the blueprint for me was, you know, how I talk about how I said I was going to buy a building for every bill that I have. Mm -hmm. Once I started to, and I put that blueprint, and the thing, oh man, the thing I love about blueprints is you got different phases, right? You got phase one. Phase one is the demo part, E. That's where you ripping out all the old stuff, right? That's where you tearing down all the old drywall. You gutting out the place, right? Phase two is where you framing a place up now to according to the new blueprints of your life, yeah. right? And so for me, my phase one was when I got that exposure from my guy, that was the gutting out part. That was the part where I was. Comp I stopped comparing myself to the people that I was hanging around, right? I stopped comparing myself, oh, I'm doing better than uh, this other police officer. I'm doing better than this person. When I got slapped in the face and saw that it was people really out here living life, so then I had to sit back and I had to reevaluate my life and I had to put my life on paper and I had to say, if I continue to do the things that I'm doing, I'm never going to have more than what I have now. I'm never going to have more than, than what um, the people that surround me have. So what I did, I had to totally gut myself out. And by gutting myself out in that phase one, I had to remove myself from, from the lies that I was right. telling myself. I had to remove myself from the lies that the job was telling me. That's the part. That's, that's the gutting out phase. That's phase one. That's where you literally say, okay, man, look, I'm not as fresh as I am, as I think I mm -hmm. am. Um, um, yes, I do. I'm blessed to have this job. Yes, I'm blessed to live in this situation that I'm living in, but I want more. You got to be okay with telling yourself you want more and not just telling yourself, but telling everybody else around you. But how many people lie? How many people are not really happy? They're not really happy on their jobs. They're not really happy with their living situation. They're not really happy that they're happy that they got to go to the gas station and look at the gas and count how much money they got in their bank account. Yeah. But yet they lie to themselves and get a certain kind of car to, so people outside can say, oh, man, you doing it. You got that type of car, but you know you can't even afford the gasoline in the car. Wow. And, you can't even, yeah. and you can't even afford the maintenance of that car. But you're lying to yourself. So you skip, oh, man, you skip the steps. You skip the architect drawings. You skip phase one. You skip the gutting out phase. You went immediately to putting up new drywall over old drywall. You went immediately to to connecting connecting new 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 sinks new toilets new fixtures to the old plumbing and you think because you put the new fixture with the old plumbing that nobody's going to be able to see what's behind the walls but eventually them old no, but eventually that, show up. that old plumbing is eventually going to mess up your new fixture you have to gut the place out bro it's going to mess the whole house mom. it's going to mess the, the whole fixture. house up but you yeah. lie to yourself, and you know that behind the walls is garbage. You know it's mold behind the walls. You know it ain't no insulation behind the walls. But you think just because you put something new over something old 
Preach, preacher. <laughs> you know you need to lose that joint. Who? You just Febreze it. <laughs> you know, you hey, know I've been there to... in college. Me and my roommate just Febrezed everything. We oh, was like, we, man. Man, we got the Febreze. <laughs> you, you know you should be losing weight. You know the doctor told you you're living unhealthy, but you think because you buy new I got to go outfit, now. But because you buy, <laughs> right. but because, because you buy I got to go now. It went from you, a podcast it got to personal. personal. <laughs> I got to go now. It got personal. <laughs> it got personal. <laughs> but uh. because you buy a new outfit, and you get your hair done, mm. you think it's going to hide the fact that inside of you that you're not healthy. Phase one, you can't miss the steps. You can't miss the different phases. So I got to get it with my waist, waist trainer. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, no, hey, y'all, y'all, hey, hold on, y'all. Y'all boys on fire this morning. Up wow. today. Hey, hey, nobody told Carl to start preaching the word of God, bro. <laughs> hey, maybe because me and E, me and E, uh, we just in shock because we've been on webinars all day. Y'all came in shooting. I'm like, Lord hey. have mercy. Um, Carl. Blueprint, like when did you, I don't know if it was you, Tamisha, if your parents were involved in the decision, but when you said, all right, cool, this is the play, this is how we're going to run it, uh, we, we we now know that you have new blueprints on getting out there next to your old, new, current, former, and still neighbor, uh, <laughs> E.T., but what was the blueprint like, and again, um, I'll kind of talk about it from the E.T.A. perspective, and then maybe Candace and I a little bit. But for you personally, when you said, all right, cool, I see what we got to do to get to where we want to be. So don't laugh at me, y'all, but I'm going to say last year, see? Um, and I'm going to say that because, and E, you, I know this is your answer, E, but you, you're going to take it somewhere else. But when I took the assessment, I remember, <laughs> that's what I said, I know E's going to love this. He it took everybody this. too long, but they get it now. Come on, come they on. get it now. Yeah. Hey, when I took the assessment, so watch this though. I took the assessment and I took it into the context of this is who I am. And Tamisha said to me, I we was laying down in bed. You said where I was, we were laying down in bed tonight. And I was kind of like, yo, I can't, like, I was kind of like, yo, this is who I am. And bruh, she just like, I'm talking about 99D snap. Like, Negro, you gonna let this assessment like tell you who you are? And what she was saying to me is like, yo, it's a like a it's a snapshot. Mm -hmm. It's a snapshot of what's going on in your life, like your personality type, your preferences. Current. But you can't let it define current yeah. circumstances. Yeah. But you can't let it define who you are. Now you are aware, like here's what you need to do now. And bruh. It was like that moment, and her exact words were, you can't let this piece of paper define who you are. And I was like, whoa, I went to bed that night like confused because, again, I'm just getting this information about the assessment, understanding it. And now like I'm, I'm accepting it for what it is, but like accepting it as a life sentence and not as a, you know, mm. a point. Like this is who I am. I'm accepting it as this is a life sentence now. Like, Carl, this is what you're going to be for the rest of your life. And she was able to switch that from like, no, no, dude, that's not who you are permanently. That's just a snapshot. And see... <laughs> This weekend, it's funny you're asking this now. This weekend, what, what I realized this weekend, e, I had a coaching call yesterday. I had two coaching calls over the weekend. And what I realized yesterday, <laughs> E over there smiling. Life coach. What I realized I yesterday. Said, coaching assessment, call. Life coach. Oh, that's like talking dirty to, to E. That's like talking <laughs> dirty to E. <laughs> I had two calls this weekend, bro. One of them was on Friday. The person called me and they were like, yo, I need your perspective on, watch this. I need your perspective on what your assessment says about you. 
Let that sink in. Like, I need your perspective on this. Like, I'm married to somebody that has a similar temperament, and I need help understanding this. The second call, the dude was like, man, like, the dude said to me, like, yo, God put you in my life. Like, right. no, nah, he's paying for coaching, but he's right. saying God put you in my life. Wow. Like, dude, yeah. the information you're giving me, see, the information I'm giving him is accepting what I, I learned about myself and now mm -hmm. making the adjustment. Mm. So, E, to finish it off, now I'm making money from becoming who I needed to be. Mm. The assessment. <laughs> and, and I'm not. I'm. I'm, I'm being 100 percent transparent. Like, like four play for E. You know he about to go in. He about to run into E in the minute. As soon as the pocket, he get ready. Did he get it ready? He got the oven warmed up for you. I'm just being real. I want people to hear what I'm saying. Me, first of all, E. Doing the self-assessment, understanding what it says, but now seeing it as the starting point for my journey, right? The starting point for my journey, understanding the adjustments I need to, to, to make, now in turn is literally bringing money to me without me. I don't, I don't have to do anything. People are right. calling me like, I want you to be my coach. There's something about you that I resonate with. And that started when I accepted and became who I needed to be. So I'm, I'm telling people like, Again, of course, push the assessment, take the assessment, like, yeah, but for real. Yeah, I was uh, about to say, what yeah. point did the e-blueprint kick in? Because I'm assuming <laughs> the 12 years to get a four-year was not on <laughs> was not the blueprint. The blueprint. <laughs> that, that was you putting the furnace right next to the sink. Hey, Ma. <laughs> like, hey, Ma. E-blueprint hey, e was crazy. All, seeing them all did it with the blue with the uh, assessment. They took 12 years to take the assessment. <laughs> I jumped hey, on it quick. Ma, <laughs> he had three sinks in one room. Oh, and man. <laughs> Go ahead, hey, but I do want to say this, Carl, so I can make it simple for people who don't necessarily know the assessment like that. Which you it's should, almost, because we gave you an opportunity to come train with us. Right, we we'll put another right. link up, and we're going to show you. another opportunity, I'm sure. Yeah. But it's like Batman, Carl. You know, Batman is looking at his assessment, and he doesn't have to go. I can't fly like Superman. Mm -hmm. I'm not a man of steel. Like, you can't, Batman could can get shot in the wrong instance. Some, you know what I'm saying? You could get my man if the suit ain't, you feel me? But, but what he understands is, this is who I am. So in order for me to fly, I'm gonna need to get a sweet vehicle. So Batman right. got some sweet vehicles. Right. Batman was like, okay, I don't necessarily have the natural capabilities of Superman, but I can get the belt boy. And the belt is gonna give me some tools that's gonna allow me to, you know, so to your point, once you find out what you are, it's not a death sentence. It is a, yo, here's the hand, and I love it. What Jalen does for um, teenagers and, young, uh, and, and younger folk, same assessment, but, um, and I gotta show it one day, Ma, but Jalen uses a card game. And Jalen was like, yo, this is the hand that you dealt, right? So take the hand that you dealt, and now let's play that joker. Yep. <laughs> you feel yep. me? Let's play it now. Don't go, I don't like this hand, I'm going to throw it in. You can't throw your hand in. Mm -hmm. But you can look at your hand and go, and what do we do when we first get our hand, Ma? We evaluate, then we start evaluate. putting cards in order. Yep. Yeah. And yep. it's like, I got five in the possible. You know, mm -hmm. but if you know how to yep. play the game right, and you understand it, you can play your stuff differently. And at the end of the game, you could have a, 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 um, a heart, a jack that's a heart, and be able to take another card, win that suit. Why? Because ain't no spades left. You see mm -hmm. me? But you played your cards right. Mm 
Mm-hmm. You weren't just throwing stuff out and going, oh, I ain't got no space, a whole bunch mm-hmm. of space, so I'm just going. So I'm telling y'all, to Carl's point, you have to be aware first of what you naturally have, where you're naturally gifted, and then you could see, oh, this is an area where I'm not necessarily, so I'm either going to lean on somebody or I'm going to adapt for a certain time frame just to go ahead and knock this thing out. And then I'm going to go back to being who I naturally. So, yeah, Carl, that's phenomenal, bro. Phenomenal. Yeah, um, so, blueprint, guys. And this is why it's so critical, right? So, um, the first time I remember us creating a blueprint is when we were struggling yeah. to get traction. And we said, all right, cool. We, we switching all this to E.T., Right, like again, we went from break to cycle. I'm not gonna bore y'all because I know many of y'all know the story. But we went from break to cycle, a nonprofit, and everything moved over to ET because you know that's when I was like, yo, we got to make E a household name. Everything ET, and I remember that informed our practice because right then and there we said, here's what we're gonna do. We wrote it down. We created the YouTube channel ET the Hip Hop Preacher. We got the nickname. We got the Facebook page. We got the Facebook fan page. We got all of this stuff laid out, and there was a blueprint. And the blueprint was, here is the way we are going to get E.T. to be a household name, right? So that was the goal. Now, here's what's deep about a blueprint for those of you who don't understand, because I get calls from people all the time and they go, see, I got this opportunity, bro. I'm not sure if I should take it or not. And I always tell them, Ma, I don't say this, but now thinking back, I should have said, the reason you don't know whether to take the opportunity or not is because you don't have a blueprint. So let me tell you what I mean. When when we made this decision to do what we were going to do, I had a job offer shortly thereafter, remember, from Western Michigan University. They said, yo, we'll pay you to come do what you did at Michigan State. We'll pay you to do it at Western Michigan. I didn't take the job offer because in the blueprint, it said, don't take no job until this is done. This is the main obligation. So even when we, when Candace and I chose to move, and if you don't know the story, Candace ended up taking a rotational position with General Electric, so we ended up being all over the country, but it allowed me to focus in on the blueprint. So even when I had a chance to work for the HISD, the Houston Independent School District, and they offered me a bunch of money to stay there, right, because I substitute taught for a little while just trying to make some extra, uh, you know, ends at the time. When they offered me a full-time position for, and when I say a lot of money, I mean a lot of money for me at that time and a lot more money than anybody in my family had ever made. I was able to go back to the blueprint and go, okay, I'm looking at the blueprint. It don't say nothing about take a a job right now. And so I was able to stick to the blueprint. And some of y'all, like Ma said, you helter-skelter because you're taking this opportunity, you're taking that opportunity, you're turning down this opportunity, you're turning down that opportunity because you have no clear path of where you're going to go. So I told Candace, and we sat down, and we put our blueprint together, and we said, all right, cool, here's the deal. ETA ain't took off yet. E not the number one motivational speaker in the world right now, and I can't afford to keep us going with, you know, whatever I'm making right now. So you go, you work, take a corporate job. I know it's not necessarily your love and, you know, it's not your first, uh, you know, idea of what you want to be doing. Candace is doing now what she want to be doing. She on conference calls with the church every day with E and the whole leadership team at the church. That's what she really want to be doing. But back then, we had a blueprint. And so... She stayed with the plan and the blueprint as long as possible. And then when the time was right, she retired from GE at 31. And Ma, you guys were all in a, you know, E, you guys were all a part of the decision, Carl. You guys remember that moment 
but we ran the blueprint. Now, imagine if I would have jumped ship and said five years ago, all right, cool, I'm going to take this job because this is happening. I'm going to take this job because that's happening. And I would have usurped the blueprint and she would have still been working at GE right now. But the reason the blueprint worked is because we stuck to it. And to Maul's point, you sit down and you figure out the design That's of it. how you That's want it. your life to go. That's and it. many of you wake up every day yep. and how we talked about these little decisions and these yep. little opportunities. Yo, I can't afford to be getting into no fight in the street. I got my whole blueprint has something totally. I'm going to defend myself. But if something crazy pop off, I got to get away. Like my blueprint don't say nothing about me being in jail. My blueprint don't say nothing about me uh, being on the news for something crazy. Like our blueprint said dictates what we are supposed to be doing on a regular basis. Now, is that always going to go exactly according to specifications? More. Sometimes they might come back to you with the blueprint and say, yo, I know we wanted to put this here, but we, you know, it's a foundational issue. We may have to move it to the other side and you can make an informed decision on how to modify your blueprint. But many of you don't have one. So again, you're putting stuff where it don't belong and you're wondering why your life is not the way you want it to be because you didn't design it. The odds of you ending up with the perfect life without putting some energy and effort into the design is slim to none. The reason you're looking at four people, and we're not perfect, but the reason you're looking at and listening to four individuals who have a great life and are where they want to be in terms of their marriage, getting to where they want to be in their health, and they diet, and they spiritual life, and all of those things, it all happens by design. It is all intentional and deliberate, and it starts with that blueprint, Ma. And so I'm glad you... Yeah, yeah, go for it. Can I say something on that, bro? Please, please. And I need everybody to understand the importance of blueprints, right? Blueprints will tell you what the cost is going to be, right? (laughs) Carl, you already know where I'm going. It tells... As soon as you said it, yep. It tells some of you got dreams and and hopes and want to do things in life, but you haven't even count the cost yet. You don't even know what the cost is going to be. Some of you guys are looking for, you know, even in real estate, sometimes people always ask, how much is this going to cost? They go to contractors and ask a contractor, how much is this property going to cost for you to rehab it? How can he tell you what something's going to cost unless you got the blueprint saying what it is that you want? So blueprints tell you how much the cost is going to be. Blueprints also tell you how long it's going to take. How long it's going to take? How long is your dream going to take? How long what you want to do in life, what, whatever goal, whatever vision you have, how long will it take? The blueprints tells you exactly how long your dream will take because you got it written out word for word. Not only that, it tells everybody else that's connected to you. It gives them direction on what to do in life. Blueprints also saves you time. It literally will save you time in life. People look at me all the time, see, and they talk about, man, how did you accomplish this? How did you, how was you able to accomplish all of this stuff that you've done so fast? Because anything and everything I've ever done in my life, I had to plan it. I've never done anything without planning it. Nothing. Not one thing have I ever done without first planning it. I create blueprints for everything in my life. Not only do I create blueprints for my life, I create blueprints for my children's life. And that's why my kids right now are talking about starting a company because it's been a blueprint. They already got money. They already got the startup funds for their company. They want to renovate properties. They already got the money in their bank account to do that. Blueprint. <laughs> the reason why they're getting tennis lessons ever since they were four years old, 
It's because one day we knew that they would want to probably, you know, want to get a college scholarship. They don't necessarily have to have a college scholarship because they already got their college paid for if they need it. But the blueprint is we're going to give them something and give them a tool, give them something at a young age that they can use later on in life. If they choose to do that, that's part of the blueprint. So they can get into, so when they put on their college resume, even though they get straight A's, what's that thing that they do a little bit different that's going to separate them, E, from everybody else applying for Harvard? What's the thing that they do? Oh, they top tennis players in the country. And they got a 4.0 GPA. Okay, cool. We want to bring them in. So I think people just sit up, man, every day, and I think they don't plan out their life. It's the same way how my friend failed, bro. He failed at renovating a property, not because he didn't have the money, not because he didn't have the resources, not because he didn't even have the, it was a great deal. The reason why he failed is because he did not plan it out. And that's why people are failing in life. Not because you're not smart, not because you're not blessed, not because you don't have the right circle. It's simply because you haven't took the time to plan it out. It's nothing I've ever done in my life that I've succeeded at that I didn't first plan. Mm. Um, man, bro, I, I'm like, look, we see you next week. I don't even, you know what I'm saying? Like, th that's a lot. Um, I, yeah, I'm like, wow. Um, e, again, man, I, uh, I think maybe we were fortune tellers in this regard. Uh, the first mixtape was called Blueprints uh, of blue Success. Print. The blueprint. Yeah. Uh, blue hey, shout out to the blueprint. And it blue was print. blue. And it was blue. <laughs> yeah, it was and Maul, blue. And Maul Kitten's eyes is blue. Okay? <laughs> this thing is deep, y'all. This thing runs deep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> um, e, anything you want to put on that uh, before we uh, wind this thing no, down? that's it, bro. Maul wrapped it up. Go get your blueprint. Spend hey. some time on your blueprint. Um, oh, no. e, I want to feed, feed E something real quick. E, you just yeah. preached about it. Tell it to your children. Let oh, your children yeah, tell yeah, it yeah. to their children, oh, yeah, that was and their fire. children tell it to the next generation. Yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah give me some on that. E. One of the best. No, I, I wish heard. we could pull this. Can we pull the scripture up? Let's just let. Oh, look, I, look. I, just, I, I Funny yeah. enough, I was just sitting here like, yo, what was the scripture? And it just came yeah. right back to me. It's Joel one yeah, yeah. verse three. Yeah, but it literally pull says, it up "Tell it quick. to your children." Yeah, and let your children tell it to them. We're talking about the blueprint, hey, y'all. Put up the link for the tithes and offering, please. <laughs> right after <laughs> that, y'all got uh, to pay for this one. Y'all got to feed the uh, church for this one. Um, yeah, no, nah, I got you. Uh, also, why are you pulling that up? Uh, you pulling that up, Carl? Oh, no, I was just oh, going to okay. read it. You, you, okay, good. go ahead. You oh, already read you, it. I, come on, Carl, for my introverts. Can I see uh, the visual? Uh, hold on. Right. Hold on. Carl, okay. turned on, see. Carl turned uh, into a pilot. Right. <laughs> Carl was like, hey, <laughs> think about that. Um, uh, yeah, a few things real quick, man. Uh, shout out to Organifi, our sponsor of this podcast. You know they've been rocking with us for a minute, the Superfood Green Juice Powder. Make sure you get on it, man. Get healthy. Get to that next level. All right. Um, let's also thank Make Real Estate Real. We got a dope hey. testimonial that came in uh, this morning. Uh, it says, I cannot, uh, shout out to Make Real Estate Real. Uh, I cannot tell you how long I've waited for a course like this. I'm a single mother and I've always wanted to generate some additional income. The problem was that I worked a full time job and didn't think I had time, the money, or the resources to invest in real estate. Jamal's course caught my eye because he mentioned that he kept his job. After listening to the podcast for months, I finally decided to purchase the course, and it has been life-changing. I'm on my second property. Let's go. Let's go. Already, uh, with Execute. the first one, cash flowing me $1,800 a month. That's $600 more than my current mortgage. I can't tell you how grateful I am hmm. for Jamal <laughs> and this course. 
The information is super easy to follow, and he literally gives you access to his entire team. Thank you, Jamal. I look forward to joining you as the next 9 to 5 millionaire, Jackie in Atlanta. Yeah, no doubt. Jack. Blueprint, Jackie in Atlanta. So go to makerealestatereal.com. Check it out again. Pandemic prices, you know what I'm saying? We looking out for y'all. Um, Pandemic prices. Hey, which means and as you know, free. we give you all the ease content from the last 20 years for free. <laughs> I'm talking about for, for peanuts. You know what I'm trying to say? Hey, I was trying to save that some of that for my kids, Ma. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Hey, I all went back right, to the King James. I, went, right, okay. I want y'all to get the King James version. Okay. It says, yeah, tell ye yep. your children of it. Tell ye your children of it. And let your children tell their children and their children another generation. Mm, mm, mm. Hmm. I'm so just saying, Ma, the reason why we struggling, a lot of fathers ain't even been there to tell nothing. Hmm. They ain't even That's been there to tell podcast, nothing, bro. That's a whole nother podcast right there. Well, you know not only I'm that, not, if they there to tell something, they telling the wrong thing. The yeah, wrong I'm just saying. Got the information. We, we not, I'm, I'm, and it's time, Ma, especially that everybody in our community is woke. It's like, okay, woke, woke. I, I'm, I'm cool with the protesting. I'm cool with that. Like, I'm cool with letting other people know what they should do for us. I'm cool with that. But I'm also cool with me doing my part for my children and my children's children, children's children. Hmm. This sermon has been brought to you by <laughs> <laughs> these ministers have been brought to you by. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, nah, uh, appreciate y'all. Anybody got anything they want to uh, put on the car? We got anything else we got to we got a pub. We got uh rebuild going. Go to etinspires.com. Uh shout out to everybody checking that out. Just crazy. I never seen E calling in the big guns like this. He got all his celebrity <laughs> homies. You know what I'm saying? All his uh, athlete homies. And uh, yeah, so check that out. Go to the rebuild, um, uh, etinspires.com. Yeah, Appreciate you. about to be fire, see? Hey, I'm going to say, Ian, I did have a couple of people hit me. Yeah, y'all, y'all closed up for real? We, we yeah. did. We did. And that's the problem. Like, you waiting in the last minute. We can't, we can't, if we can't properly prepare tomorrow's point, we got a blueprint. And we're not trying to get you, we're not trying to fit into your blueprint. We're trying to get you to fit in the blueprint. We know that works. And so that last minute stuff is not, it don't work. It, the last minute thing don't work. It throws off our numbers, our system. We, we don't know how many we're planning for. We don't know if we need this much software to do it, this much. Like, like the difference between 1,500 people and 1,700 people, whether you know it or not, is a different we we have to buy yeah. more space. You know what I'm saying? Like we have to prepare. How many people getting on the on the bus? Do we yeah. need a hundred seat bus? We need a two hundred seat bus. And so don't play. But we are going to open up the emotional and mental uh, fitness. Where it's going to be, of course, we're going to be dealing with health as well. But this is mental. I got a lot of my guys from the NFL coming in. Uh, uh, I got women. We're doing something we've never done before. We have a women's platform with women who are execs in very high places. We're looking to bring in a couple of women from the WNBA, and we just want to share with women what you can do wearing all these hats you have to wear. And you know what I'm saying? And there's, I mean, serious challenges of being a woman. We're going to address that finally. And we're going to go, thank God for COVID-19. Of course, we mourn for the families that have lost loved ones, people who've gotten sick, small businesses that have gotten wiped out. But there have been some opportunities that have come from it. 
And for us, it's really understanding our women's needs. And my daughter turning 22 was a major part in that, Maul. I'm like, yo, I don't have a little baby girl no more. I got a grown woman. And there's some things that she needs to know. And I'm like, yep, why not come home? She shouldn't have to be going to these different places to get information. So we got some stuff planned for y'all on the second um, go around with the fitness boy. Don't wait till the last minute. And we're talking $90. Don't act like you ain't spending $90 on whatever it is you're spending hmm. $90 on. I'm about to go spend 90 bucks at Chick-fil-A right now. My stomach burning. Oh, uh, let me tell hey, let me tell you something. Y'all know I'm not the biggest Chick-fil-A fan, but I gotta go there all the time because of my kids, right? So this this is how you know, E, you're gonna love this. Your godson. He hilarious. And it's just crazy to see how our kids' brains work, right? So uh the other day, it was Sunday, and Trey was like, yo, I want some Chick-fil-A. And I said, man, it's Sunday. And he was like, oh, I forgot. Chick-fil-A closed on Sunday. And so I was like, okay. But I was like, in my mind, I wanted to know, like, okay, why does he think it's closed on Sunday? So this is how you know Chick-fil-A is the GOAT. I said, yeah. I said, you know why they closed? He said, uh, yeah. I said, why? He's like, otherwise people just eat Chick-fil-A every day. I was like, yeah. I was like no, no doubt. He's like, they got to close that joke up at least one day. Hey, that makes sense. I, bro, I swear, because I, I was like, you know, he just know, I don't think we ever told him like, oh, here's why yeah, yeah, Chick-fil-A yeah, yeah. say they closed. And he was like, otherwise people just eat it every day. Like, they, they got to take a break. So, no, shout out <laughs> to hey, my Ma, baby. Hey, Ma, he got that from his father. That's that Brandon side, which seems to be like, <laughs> oh, you right. shut TGI yeah, down. Yeah, you going to wear like, him out. See, we yeah, can't shut it down, see? He's like, <laughs> no, you got to shut TGI yeah. down. Let him, yeah. let him enjoy it. Right. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. All right. Um, so shout out to uh, all of y'all, man, for listening. Shout out to y'all supporting everything that we for do, sure. man. We really appreciate it. We trying to get, hey, I, I feel like we've been giving y'all some decent pods lately. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I feel like y'all been getting some heat. So uh, make sure y'all uh, continue to listen, man. Continue to tell your friends about it. Uh, continue to spread the word. Go leave us a review on iTunes and uh, go to makerealestatereal.com. Check us out. We love you. We'll see you next week. Next week. I want you to focus on here right now. Don't you worry about when you get home. You make this, you concentrate on this opportunity. You don't worry about tomorrow. You concentrate on this opportunity with all your might. With all your